You're listening to To The Spirit Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to The Spirit. I'm Beck. And I'm Steph. Hey, Steph. Hey, Beck. So, I just recently watched an Unsolved Mysteries reboot. It was pertaining to ghosts. And specifically, ghosts that came out of a natural disaster, such as the tsunami in Japan. Did you see that episode, Steph? I did, yes. Okay, what did you think of that? I liked it a lot. It was hard for me, I have to say, I'm going to rewatch it because of... uh, Subtitles? I had a hard time focusing, but I got basically the gist of it. And it, it seems ever since that tsunami with the huge amount of people that have died, now there's a bunch of people experiencing ghosts popping up in their lives that... They have no idea that they're dead. Listen, this is going to be a spoiler for you guys. If you haven't seen this episode, you might want to tune out because we're going to talk a little bit about this episode as it relates to this specific episode of our show. We all know what happened in 2011. Earthquake hit Mm -hmm. Tohoku. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Earthquake hit Fukushima, which created a tsunami. They actually just covered a lot of stories pertaining to witnesses of these spirits, or I should say ghosts, that are just wandering aimlessly throughout the prefectures looking for their homes and looking for their families, which are no longer there because they got washed away. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. It's unbelievable to watch when you see the tsunami. I had this weird mental picture of what a tsunami was growing up, and I always thought like it was a giant tidal wave. I didn't really know what it was until I saw at least that first tsunami that happened in Indonesia and then this one that happened in Japan it's like it looks very slow moving but it's not low level yeah I mean the way it looks on camera you're just seeing it just enter the land and it doesn't stop it doesn't stop and on carrying all that debris from an aerial perspective it looks slow but I'm sure when you're on that ground and you're trying to run it's going to get you and just seeing the vehicles in some of the shots in that episode they were did you see the white vans that were lined up it was like go 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 yeah i mean it's so frightening it is frightening and on top of that having the nuclear accident with that is just pure devastation all over the place like i can't imagine what they went through very sad it's so sudden and i think that's what this episode is going to be about really is about these sudden catastrophes these sudden deaths these sudden natural disasters and why these souls can't cross it makes no sense to me. No, I don't understand that myself. No, because... At all. I don't think there's really an answer for Only God knows. I mean, these are good people. These aren't evil people. These are people that are going quick, and you would think this light would have opened up, but maybe they maybe they ignored the light. Or maybe there was such a shock, or it was so quick, that they don't even know they died. And I think, actually, that it may be the case for a lot of them. It almost seems like God has forgotten about them. Like, Because you would think... Once you're dead, you're entering into this other realm. Other realm that you're supposed to be greeted by God and your loved one. You know, like something amazing is supposed to happen, and they don't have this experience, or you know why. But you've seen this throughout history. If you think mm-hmm. about it, okay, so we've got the Gettysburg ghosts, and that was a horrific war. I don't know if it's because it's a mass exodus that's happening and it's just like an overwhelming thing it's kind of like maybe a food line for people that are starving and they just start bum rushing and some people just don't get their bread 
I have no idea. But let's talk about some of the stories within that episode. There were many stories. And one of the stories in particular was of a little girl who was running with her little brother. And I believe they were in school when this happened or they had just gotten out of school and they were running home and she was holding his hand. The water was coming quickly. It was approaching quickly. He said he couldn't keep up. I can't keep up. She lost hold of his hand and he got swept away. Not long after she became swept away, her little ghost had entered a woman who was brought into a local monk. And this monk was helping to almost cross these entities that were going inside the woman, Mm -hmm. residing inside of her. It was just so sad. They ended up crossing her, but it was so sad because she had so much guilt about losing her brother's hand. And she also wanted her mother. You got to remember her last vision was this wave sweeping over her and it was so quick and her losing her brother and feeling responsible for that. Another story associated with that episode was the taxi drivers. Now this was, I believe a professor had documented this because these were the most credible stories. The taxi drivers were being called to pick up patrons and when they would get there the patrons would get into the car they wouldn't really talk they did know the destination how they made that phone call is beyond me how they actually called the cab is just mind-blowing but the cab driver would take the long journey to deliver these souls and when he'd get there he'd turn around or the cab drivers when they got there they'd turn around and there was no one there now these cab drivers they got stiffed essentially. (laughs) And the money had to come for the fare from somewhere. So they were paying out of pocket to cover these fares. There are some cab drivers that are continuing to pick up ghosts and deliver them to the addresses and paying fares out of their own pockets just to help deliver these souls to where they need to be. I'm hoping they're crossing when they get to where they need to go. I think if there's any ghost hunters in Japan, it'd be kind of interesting to see what they've had to say about their experiences too. Yeah, and listen, if there are ghost hunters in Japan and you want to reach out to us, email us at thespiritpod at gmail.com. We'd love to do a cultural series with you or anyone in any other country because it's fascinating to us. 2011 was a rough year, not just because of the Japan earthquake and tsunami, but if you remember, Christchurch, New Zealand had an earthquake and that killed about 185 people. And there were reports of ghostly hauntings that had come out of there as well. Again, in 2011, same year, and I don't know what it is with 2011, but Joplin, Missouri had a tornado, if you remember that, and that killed over 150 people. Yeah, there's been a lot of natural disasters, obviously for that year, but it just seems like every year, it just picks up, but... But also, we get to hear news on a different scale. If this was back how many years ago when we didn't have this type of constant 24-hour-a-day news, would we know this happened at all? Would we be interested in the statistics, weather statistics or things like this, to know that it happened at all? You know, sometimes newspapers would put things out. I know my grandfather's day, if it happened in another country, it would take two weeks or more until they heard about it. Yeah, it's amazing how far we've come. So now we're so connected in and we can actually get a hold of people's personal videos that they post up on the internet. We can actually see different accounts of these activities and these happenings. I know. Do you think that it's more now or do you think that we just hear about it more because of news? Because mm, I, I don't really know the facts on that. I mean, obviously we can't deny that there is some sort of climate change happening mm-hmm. and there are earth changes occurring. Yeah. So 
I do believe we are kind of spiraling into that. Mm -hmm. And there is a pickup with these events. But I also think that holds hand in hand with the fact that we have easy access to information. Mm -hmm. Like you said before, we were waiting two weeks to hear something international. Now we could just turn on CNN or we can open up our browser and boom, there it is. Yeah. In 2010, we had some other things happening. Uh, we had a Chile earthquake. Do you remember that? Oh, in Chile. Yes. Okay. I should say an earthquake in Chile. <laughs> it was cold. It was a freezing <laughs> earthquake. And it was about two months after the quake that the Chilean newspapers reported that survivors affected in the regions had heard anguished cries of the dead. Now, those sounds came from a forest where I think 30 people had died while camping. Can you imagine that? Hmm. Just hearing those cries of help. Also, there was a bridge there that they reported a lot of paranormal activity as well. Uh, again, in a Chilean town in 1991, it was haunted by landslide victims because there was this, wow. you know, Chile, isn't that like kind of right in the subduction zone? Subduction? Is that what you called it? Yeah, is that what it I, is? I don't know what that term is. I, I believe it's it's kind of like a fault line zone. It's like yeah, a, I don't know anything about yeah, Chile, I, but I, I think, you know, it's an earthquake prone place. Yeah. As far as I know. They had some eerie events in the village that included levitating glasses. They had disembodied sobs and floating mm. apparitions. Wow. I think that would be an ideal place to go if you're a ghost hunter. Yeah. Any type of, I think, mass destruction type area. Oh, yeah. Because we don't know why, but it seems that there's definitely these people, you know, their souls don't move on. Right. They're stuck in the tragedy for some reason. And, and I think we'll try to dissect that a little bit bit more in a, in a minute. But in 1910, Wellington, Washington Avalanche. Now this one's kind of older on the scale as far as within our time frame. I mean, obviously you and I weren't alive in 1910, mm -hmm. but the legend there has a ghostly woman that wanders the area and she hums and sings, but she never stays in one place long. Some visitors hear children playing even when there are no children around. There are disembodied screams and voices are also common. Uh, one woman was so struck by the Wellington ghost that she actually wrote a book on the subject. It's called Avalanche of Spirits. Hmm. Again, these natural disasters. You've got the 2005 Hurricane Katrina. You don't hear much about... How many about, people died in Katrina, do you know? I don't know offhand. You don't really hear much either as far as... And, and maybe I'm not looking in the right places, but... On December 26th in 2004, so this is kind of more recent, a massive tsunami swept over the coasts of 14 countries killing more than 200,000 yeah. people. It was one of the deadliest natural disasters in recorded history. Over 5,000 tsunami victims died in Thailand, and it wasn't before long that survivors began seeing the ghosts. Now, here's what's interesting. They were seeing foreign ghosts. Hmm. According to an Australian news network, a guard at the beachfront plaza in Thailand quit his job after hearing disembodied screams late at night. The guard and others repeatedly searched for the source of the voice, which yelled, help me, help me, but never found a soul. And in a similar tale, a ghostly tourist roamed up and down the beach, calling out for her lost child. Now, interestingly enough, these are foreigners. So like a fat American with like a Hawaiian shirt and khaki pants, well, khaki shorts. You know, you got to remember that Thailand was a big vacation destination yeah that was tropical it was beautiful yeah. Beaches, yeah and you also have to remember that this tsunami hit 14 countries yeah it wasn't just thailand but thailand was the one that just really affected us like japan mm -hmm. 
do you know Nate Berkus? He's a famous person from TV. He's, he was made famous by Oprah Winfrey, I think, but he's gay and he's got his uh, boyfriend. That's where they vacationed, and he was with his partner there. And when the tsunami struck, his partner got swept away. And so he had to deal with a very traumatic experience, and then his partner died. Did you ever hear that? No. But do you know who I'm talking about? No. He's had like... <laughs> He's had um, his own shows that are more like uh, decorating your house type DIY, like make. <laughs> is this on PBS or is this on like HGTV? I don't have cable. I don't know what. Um, <laughs> I think he had one on like ABC, you know, like a mainstream show at one point and then it moved maybe somewhere else. But he had that tragedy happen to him. No, I never heard that. I mean, I, I had watched, I think, a documentary about the tsunami that hit Thailand and it broke my heart watching it. I know. I always feel like the United States, we get a lot of bad weather stuff here, but we don't have the massive amounts of deaths like you hear about in other countries. No. We get those fires out in the West Coast yeah. and they're getting progressively worse, even coming into Colorado. And here on the East Coast, you know, we are seeing a lot of weather changes happening here as well. I heard an astrologer recently was talking about how even here on the East Coast, we're going to start seeing more hurricane activity, which mm. I don't doubt because everything's kind of, like we said, things are changing and we're yeah. not climate deniers at all. Yeah. I'm just not so sure as to what exactly is happening. Let's talk about why we think they can't cross. What are your ideas on that? How can you really know? I know that there's ideas, I think, in certain faiths, what they think it is. My personal belief, just to kind of thinking about it, is they weren't ready to go. I don't think God wills all these horrible things to happen to people. I think he gives us the freedom to process things. So I don't know if, you know, it, it kind of scares me because I think, could my own death, even if it's the most normal death you can think of, what if I don't cross over? Cross over and why wouldn't I? You know, like these type of questions. My grandfather died a sudden death. He had a heart attack. Kind of like Elvis, actually. I know that's embarrassing to say, but he was on the toilet. <laughs> it was such a fast happening. Now, even though my mother claimed that my grandfather had premonitions almost like he knew he was going to go mm. and he would, he almost prepared. So to me, he'd seem ready. You, you would know? think. Yeah. And yet my mother and my grandmother would tell me stories as a child about how they would be gathering his clothing and putting them on racks, on hangers, and his clothes would get tossed down the stairs, almost like he's saying, hey, I'm here. There would be papers that would just surface. Things mm -hmm. that were important, like titles and deeds and things that were important for my grandmother because she would have to sell the house now because she's on her own and didn't have that extra income, and they lived on the water. And we know how expensive <laughs> waterfront properties are so mm -hmm. so unfortunately but my grandfather I don't know if he wasn't ready or if he just didn't know he was dead or if he was scared I, I don't know maybe he is in heaven but he's you know we don't understand how heaven how purgatory all these things how we fit into all that because we're a physical world but we're spiritual too so maybe their spiritual world that they're in is near us somehow you know like a veil that separates true, it. and true. they might be just trying to interact to say hey i'm here you know yeah. but not necessarily that i'm left behind or you know i'm stuck here but that could be the case too i think it takes a lot of energy though as a spirit opposed to a ghost and here's why i think this a spirit i don't think would be able to you know maybe but pick up a bunch of clothes and toss them down in the hallway you know down the mm -hmm. staircase i think a ghost is more on a 3d level i think a spirit you cross over to another plane. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So I can see how a ghost could harness maybe some electrical energy and Mm -hmm. be able to move things a little bit easier than a spirit. What's interesting about this as well is part of my family is Mormon and they wanted to do a baptism for my grandfather after he died. So they do these baptisms in a temple and they have stand-ins. Uh, living Why people. wasn't he baptized before? Was I'm that... not sure. Oh, okay. I'm actually not sure. So they decided that they were going to do this stand-in baptism. I think they had someone come in and, and I'm not even sure who that was that did that. It might have been my mother. They did the baptism in the pool. It wasn't long after that the spiritual activity stopped. Hmm. But tied to that strangely was my grandfather had an old ship's clock. This thing, my mother swears up and down it was cursed. Because anybody that had a hold of this thing, bad things would happen. And the day that my grandfather died, that ship's clock stopped. Hmm. My cousin wanted that ship's clock recently. I don't even know if she has it still. She might have gotten rid of it because I she would just want to get rid of it. Yeah, she, <laughs> she had said, you know, I don't want anyone to have this. So she might have actually either donated it or gotten rid of it or destroyed it, thrown it out. I'm not sure. But she said, I don't want anyone to have this. Nothing but bad things occurred with this clock. That could be superstition, but I don't know. I mean, we've, we've have heard of haunted objects and yeah. we have heard of, you know, kind of bad luck associated mm-hmm. with things. So, so when I was a kid, My mother had a friend that was a reverend that worked at an old folks home with her. I won't say the name. It's not even necessary. But my mother did clerical work in this place. And this reverend would come in and kind of give last rites to people. But she told my mother a story that I found quite fascinating. This story was of her being in her home. And one day she sees this 1950s car pull up. You know, it's kind of rare. People do restore them. But nonetheless... This 1950s car pulls up into the driveway and there is a girl that comes to the door and starts knocking and her clothing is out of place. It's even out of time. She finds this a little odd. Like, is this, (laughs) it wasn't Halloween. She wasn't playing dress up, but the girl was knocking frantically. The reverend opened the door and said, hi, can I help you? And she said, where are my parents? And she said, excuse me, where are my parents? Well, I don't know. Your parents don't live here. I live here. Why don't you come in and sit down? So the girl comes in and sits down. They continue to have a conversation. Now, the details have faded since I was a kid remembering this story. But ultimately, this reverend had to tell her she had passed away, that she was dead. The girl didn't believe it. She didn't realize she was even dead. She seemed very physical. Hmm. Kind of confuses me, even going back to the episode on Unsolved Mysteries. These were physical-looking beings that were coming, getting into the taxi cabs. There were physical looking beings that were showing up at people's homes in the prefectures, soaking wet, asking for dry clothes. People were seeing them. There were even reports that friends would come by that had passed in that tsunami, soaking wet. The friend would invite them in for tea, knowing full well that they were dead. And that ghost would sit down on the chair and leave wet marks in the place where they were sitting. So even well after they disappeared, you could touch that fabric or that bench or wherever they sat and feel the wetness from them. I don't know how to explain that. I don't know either. It's, to me, the most, not unbelievable, because I actually believe it, but just incredible or, no, that's the same word. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's go through all the synonyms. (laughs) Synonyms. But yeah, it's just really startling. It makes you think about, could this happen to me? What was the movie? It was a sci-fi movie, but kind of like hit that whole ghost idea but it was more dimensional um 
Interstellar. Interstellar, yes. That was really cool because at one point they're looking through the bookshelf and there was some sort of little code that they left for themselves. And it was like in their childhood they had this ghost experience in their house, but then later on it's discovering that he was in another dimension coming from the future. You know, it was like a cycle. Of- right. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. We know working with spirit that there is no such thing as linear time for them. Mm-hmm. So when they give you a predictive time, when they say something's coming up, you're going to get a flat tire. That could be within five years from the time they tell you. Or it could be the next day. Or it could be that day. Because they don't really have a sense of time like we do. We have this Mm -hmm. linear time, right? Yeah. But what's fascinating is when I was speaking to Anne Longmore Etheridge and she was saying that the ghosts of surgeons that she spoke to were completely aware that time had changed. Because mm-hmm. they spoke as if what happened happened in the past. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as if they were reliving it. It wasn't as if it was happening right now. They knew this had already happened. Mm-hmm. And they said, I would have. They spoke in that past tense. I would have. Mm-hmm. So they're aware. Yeah, that negates. Just... Yeah. It's kind of like there are never any answers. It's always questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you took all the information that every spiritual person knows in this whole world, it's probably like straw compared to what infinity, what God is. I think we only get little glimpses. I don't know why. I mean, maybe that's just what we have to go through. It's an act of faith to get to this point, you know, for whatever reason. Only God knows. But I think it's smart to have some faith and to believe in something. I think there's enough mysteries. Like if there's people in Japan picking up people in their taxi cabs then they're disappearing i'm like what someone who's an atheist or a skeptic or whatever i'm like it's almost like you have to go through it to really believe i think but it's believable you listen to these people like why would you make that up at all yeah it's definitely a mystery it's always kind of frightened me where these people they've been taken away in a very tragic manner you don't know what their spiritual life was like i don't know what japanese people believe in as a society i don't know if that matters though really because i mean if you look at all the religious aspects around the world the religions around the world they're Mm -hmm. all very different Mm -hmm. and i don't think it's exclusive to one sect or the other like some believe like oh you don't believe in jesus so you're not going yeah, to heaven. no, i don't think it's no that. and I, I don't necessarily think you have to be a religious person either or have even spirituality in order to cross i think that all souls are like you had said before you know god knows every hair on your head right mm-hmm. so all souls come from this source why wouldn't all souls go to this source it's such yeah, there's a deep no answer. No. But let us know what you guys think. Let us know your thoughts. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think about this. I'd love to hear your theories. If you think you have answers, we'd like to hear them. We'd like to hear your thoughts and your theories on it. So listeners, we are so excited that you are coming in from around the world. We wanted to give shout outs because we have been seeing the numbers come in. And even though we're a fairly new podcast and we haven't even been going a full month yet, it's been incredible. We've been noticing that we have Canada, India, Ireland, Spain, Australia, United Kingdom, Finland, Spain, Germany, and Italy. Half of the United States is listening to us now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's breaking it down by region. So I'm just going to shout out to you guys in the U.S. for listening to us and and helping to make us what we are. I know I'm very humbled that anyone would listen to me talk (laughs) whatsoever. (laughs) But Uh, it's very humbling. Like, I'm like, wow, these people are actually taking the time 
to listen to us. And then we see the local people like Utica Bones. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, why don't they email us? We're like, right by. <laughs> Say hi. Shoot I us know. an email. We will share your emails. We will discuss your topics that you're interested in. We will be happy to go through and, and read those and share what we can. Also, listeners, could you continue to support us? Just give us a rating. Leave us a review. Even though we're number 11 in the top 15 paranormal podcasts, I think we're still kind of hidden in that algorithm. So if you could leave us a review, leave us a rating, if you could subscribe to us, we're available on all the major platforms and let us know what you think. And remember, dying in a tsunami isn't that bad. At least the earth gives you a wave goodbye. To the spirit podcast. <laughs> Supernatural science. I'm ghost, I'm ghost, I'm ghost, I'm ghost, I'm ghost. Psychic. Mystic. Spirit. Divine source. Heaven. The dead. It's magic. <laughs>